I can do my one impression for you. I love it. What is it? Oh, that's fucking good. Oh, that's very good. You could have had a career in the early uh, early two thousands with that stand up. <laughs> All right, oh, we we're recording, right? We're recording. Okay. Ah, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. Hey, how are you? What's going on? What's happening? What are you doing? What are you up to right now? You you doing good? You hanging out? Uh, you should be uh, watching this if you're not. If you're not. If you're watching this, you understand that there was a dog in the shot, and then and now the dog's gone. But whatever. And you can see our cool new sign. I am very excited because we have this fantastic new podcast studio here. We can't tell. This is structural. Um, and it's, 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 it's made completely of chocolate. We eat it. That's where Mikey is. Uh, Mikey is no longer, uh, not no longer. He's no, not with us for this episode either. He will be back for the next episodes. Um, but he's on a, uh, uh, he's on a around the world hot air balloon trip. And he didn't want to tell anybody, but he's trying to make it in 80 days. Um, but today, uh, we have, uh, with us the, uh, the, 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 the man that makes this all possible, I guess. Can we say that? Yeah, you can say that. The, the Chris Kringle of the, the, the Chris Kringle? No. <laughs> I, I was going for like the, what, the Nick Fury of the Nick Fury, the, 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 the omnipotent being, uh, Jordan Flanagan, ladies and gentlemen, hey, hey, from hey, Harvard, hey. Harvard Podcast Studios. This is, this is why this looks good, right? Or, I mean, why I look passable. Look, let's not get into what I look like. This is why I... <laughs> I can't do anything to make you look better. Is there no jawline filter on that <laughs> fucking thing? So you... So now we've done... So this is... We've done, what, three, four, five podcasts with you yep. so far. And uh, I'm curious to know what you think of the whole What's Wrong with Simon King experience. Was it exactly as fucked up and stupid as you thought? Did you think I actually had a point? Well, I, I was curious if it was going to be like, oh, yeah, there's a problem. Are we going to try and solve this problem on nah. this issue? No. Nah. no. Well, there is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one solution. Right? Yeah, that's right. It's not a problem so much as it's a band aid for for self. Yeah, it's weird because a lot of people because like the podcast viewing audience and listening the viewing audience is smaller than the listening audience, but the listening audience is small. Yeah, but uh, dedicated and great. And I love my listeners, but I always wonder like what would make people want to see this? Is it uh, more drunkenness or is it is it more? I don't want to do topics. I feel like topics. I did, I used to do that. Yeah. When it started out, the whole thing was I would do three things that are wrong and three things that are right. And that's what I would do in a half hour by myself. Well, I think like especially right now, people are just tired of news, information, mm-hmm. being told what to think or even having opinions. They just want to get silly. They want to get loose. They just want to have fun. Yeah. So the more you just want to get silly, the more you have fun. I think people are just like, oh, I want to see that. I want to be in the room for that. I feel like that's kind of it, too, because like when I listen to podcasts and stuff and like when I watch, because you, you, you produce tons of podcasts, so you like see a bunch of them. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some that you're like, that's fucking great. And some you're like, well. You know, whatever. <laughs> like, well, that, there's that, something that, like it's fine, but it's like not your thing mm-hmm. because that's like everything. Like, there's certain totally. podcasts that I don't, I don't get, and certain podcasts that I'm like, oh, that. And the podcasts that I think I connect with are the ones where it feels more like, yeah, like, like kind of like, oh, I'm just hanging out in a green room or whatever with people, you know, like at yeah. a party, kind of like that. And I think those are the ones that because I never used to have guests, and it always just turned into a manifesto. You know, so it's just like so. That's on you. <laughs> it is a bit. It was just always me. Like I would record my podcast at like two o'clock in the morning when I'm driving home from Calgary from a gig or something. Mm-hmm. I'd have my phone tucked into my seatbelt. I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily the wrong approach. Like uh, I'm a big. A lot of what I've done here, I've modeled off of Tom Segura's and your mom's house yeah. studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, after a couple of years of doing guests, they're like, we're just gonna stop doing guests for two years. Yeah, yeah. We want to build a core fan base because if we can get those people to stay on forever, it doesn't matter yeah. what guests we have on, they'll keep watching the show. Exactly, exactly, and. I think that's the thing is like because you know I have some guests that I could bring on that are like 
higher profile folks, but I also think that like the, the trick to do would be have a back catalog first. Yep. Right. Because then, because if if you first if the first five podcast episodes you do are the first are the five people you know that might draw an audience, then mm-hmm. you're out of ideas, right? Because they're just going to bring. I think you have to have a thing. It's better to add to an existing thing than try and build something around something else. I think. And even if it's like that thing is a new show, where like you said yourself, like. I got bored of my the way I was doing it before. I got bored of the way I was doing your stand-up. Well, maybe that's because you needed to do that first in order to get to the show that's going to be the show that's going to be popular because you've put in your time, you that the road work, if you will, yeah, but for podcasting. Yeah, maybe it's like because it was like – I mean because I know a lot of people like there's a lot – so what happened was I did the podcast for like from 2013 until – until COVID, basically, yeah. and then uh, and then I kind of like, and it, it went really well for the first sort of four years, and then I started to like kind of it waned a bit because I was like, well, I was running out of, I was not too interested in doing it. It was just becoming, a thing. especially when I moved to England, it was difficult to keep it up. And then um, when COVID happened, I thought I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the last few episodes that I want to do of the things I want to talk about. And then I was basically going to put my podcast to bed. I was like, that was kind of it. And so I did these episodes, and they they were some of the most successful episodes I had because they did one on, like, what an atheist thinks of the soul or what, like, why do we care about age or all these things, that topics that I wanted to cover that I couldn't quite cover in comedy because there's not enough punches in them. And then I was like, I liked it, but I was like, well, that's basically I've said what I had to say. And then through a chain of events, I had to, like, the guy's like, well, you, one of my social media guys was like, you need to do a podcast again. And I was like, I don't really want to do a podcast again because I'm like tired of it. And he's like, why don't you just fuck around with your friends? And I was like, that I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Get drunk. Oh, boy. (laughs) I can do that for sure. You say you're encouraging me to do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all of a sudden, this is a business expense. (laughs) So how long have you been producing podcasts? Um, Well, I broke ground on the studio like a week before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And then so, you know, roughly – mid 2020 so what made you want to do it you're just like it's just like i need to hear audio and be in a room with people who are full of themselves exactly <laughs> uh yeah no the, the nail the hammer nail uh no i mean it's a little bit of a windy road of story but essentially like the short of it is i, I used to work at wildlife resource stations oh wow and i came from a background and i came from a background of filmmaking mm-hmm. had a quarter life crisis wanted to like okay i just need to volunteer started working at wildlife resource stations yeah, yeah. volunteering after a few years of doing that, I want to be like, okay, how do I bring these two skills together? I want to make documentaries and and projects and all my friends who are doing all this awesome work out there. Mm-hmm. And I pitched them my ideas, and they're all just like, no. This is terrible. <laughs> fuck you, Jordan. In so many words. Very politely. But, they're my, but I'm like, fuck, these are my yeah. friends. Why aren't they on yeah. board? I'm like, I need to get better. I think I just need to get better at selling myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, came back to Vancouver. I uh, tried stand-up just to like just as a public speaker. Oh, you did stand-up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. How many, For, how many shows do you do? uh 30 40 oh wow overall. okay so you did you did it was weird like i did like 10 in vancouver yeah. 10 on the island 10 in australia and like 10 in the states what the fuck i was, <laughs> I was I meant, oh, and then 10 on ontario holy shit it was at a weird run that's crazy you're I, just like it's like this is it you're just like this is everyone has an it was like, amount I, of I, had key, I, I started stand up five times and i'm like never again like i drained me like having to go to new it, open it's mics. a difficult thing to oh. do and you really have to be desperate enough to need to do it like it's not really something because everyone's like should i try stand up i'm like if you have to ask probably not <laughs> well i'm desperate enough to still be in the world but yeah. like after like doing tim horns jokes in australia i'm like yeah. i gotta rethink this <laughs> like there's not no nothing's it. landing here what the fuck's a tim beat <laughs> oh, God, I, know. I got good at the end like i, I did yeah. get on a, a friend of yours yeah michael uh michael bomley michael boley 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He ran a club yeah. there. And he put, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, oh, he put awesome. me on like a fringe show there for the Adelaide Fringe. They oh, had like a little off there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, he loves you. <laughs> I haven't seen bowling in a long time, man. Yeah, it's been yeah. fucking ages. Uh, but yeah, that was that was my other. Anyway, so anyways, uh, after the stand-up thing and like the, that mixed success, I'm like, okay, now now to build the media empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and I'm like, okay, podcasting is sort of, sort of the, yeah. the way to do it, but also be free and independent about it and own your own content and not yeah. be told like, well, this doesn't really meet our standards because just trying to sell projects and scripts in Hollywood is just so infuriating. The, the, the self-determination, the, you know, coming in, I started stand-up in 2000. So like when I had my sort of first dalliance with success, it was like an, uh, it was like sort of like before YouTube was even really a thing. And then I, basically 2005 through sort of 2010 was when things kicked off for me. Um, and there was a lot less self. I remember them saying, you know, well, maybe instead of trying to, you know, get an HBO special, we make our own special. And I'm like, well, it's only fifty-eight grand or whatever the fuck it costs. It was just it was Titanic. Yeah. How difficult it was to produce your own things and make your own things. And so now this this self determination and the the ability to create freely now is totally different than it ever was. And it's kind of been neat to see that evolution because. There's a lot of fucking garbage out there. There's a shit ton of garbage. And even things like TikTok and, and Instagram Reels or whatever. This is a shit ton of garbage. But there's also so much good shit you never would have seen because it was not possible to make. Yeah. Right? And so all of a sudden, and as the technology advances, as you get things like, you know, CapCut and all these other things, you know, these you the, the editing technology is better. The, the phones, I mean, the fact that we're carrying around a fucking movie studio with us is fucking bonkers. It's bonkers. It, right? th- my phone is going to take, as a visual effects artist, my phone is going to take away my job. That's t- like it's crazy. Years. That's it's terrifying. crazy. It's crazy. And yeah, and that's the thing is like, I mean, what you could do, like, I think about maybe shooting the next special and just like, because I love the idea of like um, making people feel like they're in the room. So I, I thought about, well, what if we could just got like seven or eight iPhones and just gave them to people in the crowd and like, you're going to watch both shows and you're going to film from your seat. You're going to film the whole thing from your seat. And then we have one master camera and then the rest are iPhones. And so you've got that whole moving thing and you've got the people next to each other. And you, so you've got an option to have those shots where people feel like they're in the crowd. And at the end, they can keep the phones or whatever the fuck. But then it's got that feel. Because I really think that, like, not in a cheap, shitty way, but phones are getting so good now. And especially mm. in low light and shit. Yeah. You could just record. It's infuriating. I mean, I got, I got a fucking 14 or whatever the fuck it is, Pro. And, it, and, and the, the quality is... I couldn't, you couldn't, that wasn't TV quality 20 years ago. You nope. know what I mean? TV, you couldn't fucking shoot that. It was like 4K for fuck's sake. I'm like, it's like crazy now. <laughs> the next one I heard shoots raw, which that's ridiculous. What the fuck? Yeah. How? I don't, I don't know, man. Apparently it's insane. Because you can put lenses on them and shit now too. So it's like, you've got this, you've got all of a sudden, I think that's what the iPhones become. The iPhones become a camera that does phone shit. I know? just got uh, access to this app. It's called Wonder Studios. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, visual effects meets AI uh, character design. So essentially what it is is you build a – they have some presets, but you can also build your own. So yeah. a 3D model of a character, say a CG robot. Um, right now they only do two minutes of clips, but you have a two-minute scene where the you have two people fighting each other mm-hmm. and then be like, replace this person with the robot. It renders it overnight, and that person is now that robot, and it's lit tracked everything like 95 percent of the way man. there there's like there's a lot of stuff that it has to be like yeah there's limitations to it right now it's yeah, yeah, yeah. out early on yeah. but like that's just where it's at now but that's yeah i was gonna say it's that's where so we're at now five years from now it'll be fucking yeah. and this is the thing with deep fakes and stuff too that's becoming you know i mean there's gonna get a point where do you really need actors anymore you know ai can do the fucking dialogue do you need writers and actors like entertainment's becoming a very interesting thing because also what people are willing to 
acceptance entertainment has changed. You know, all of a sudden it's like it's like people no longer are expected to have suspension of disbelief. They're no longer expected to make leaps. They're no longer because everything is just handed to them, right? It's just that, that idea of like, well, this is just what you know. If the effects aren't perfect, and we're all oh, fuck this fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like like I heard someone complaining about the Mandalorian the other day, and like. I'm like, oh, that speeder bike scene didn't look real. I'm like, it's an homage to the original. Like, they don't even understand the levels that's happening here. And they're like, don't look real. I'm like, it's not real. It's not fucking real. <laughs> like, that's the point, right? It happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far yeah. away. How do you know? That it's doesn't look like that over there. It's a fucking speeder bike. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. don't make those fucking things. So it's like, <laughs> but then people have this weird, and I think because we're so inundated and so connected to um, instant gratification and we can get and in every way in, in terms of the quality level and it satiates all our needs immediately and when something doesn't yeah. fuck it well and it know? also comes back to that thing where it's a little bit easy, it's always easier to shit on something than to compliment it because yep. when you compliment something it makes you vulnerable to attack because uh-huh. it's like oh I'm aligning myself with this I'm being I'm trying to partner myself to, I'm risking yeah. my opinion yeah. versus like oh I'm shitting I don't like this you just basically I'm better the internet because <laughs> it's true like, it. I'll see people on my videos that will like compliment me, yeah. and that people will attack them, and people are like, "Oh, this is Carlin esque or whatever," which is hugely flattering, not oh, accurate, yeah. but hugely flattering. And someone will be, like, "You fucking stupid, bro! You don't know shit about." I was like, "No, dude, just that—that's someone just being nice." But by the same token, it's it's also the same thing. Like if someone attacks, you feel the need to defend now, which in the old days you just never would have fucking done that. You'd be like, "Ah, fuck!" But my, I had a social media guy. He was like, you need to engage, you need to engage. So now you're adding validity <laughs> to this bullshit yeah. so I can get arbitrary numbers that don't mean anything. It's such a weird wonderland we're down, man. Like, we're through the looking glass, and I don't I don't know how this ends. <laughs> it's disturbing as shit. I've tried to stop thinking about it. I opened a podcast studio. Yeah. All the comedy podcasts are way better than, like, my nihilistic scientist friends. Yeah. But, um... No, no, it's all good. I got. I forgot to. I forgot to turn on our timer. I have no idea how long we've been here. Two, three, thirteen minutes. Oh fuck! This one there the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> Every time. There's me complaining about the timing. I'm like, how the fuck is it? <laughs> You're like, there's a number right there, you idiot. And I'm like. <laughs> I mean, I figured you had your own system. Yeah, no, I don't. Well, I don't. I have a Mikey, but Mikey's not here. So, <laughs> fair enough. Mikey's abandoned us. He's given us up. He's like a man who's gone to get cigarettes. He'll never return. No, he'll come back. Um, I think that the like this. It's a double-edged sword because, like, it's like. I shot a special once and uh, I mean I edited it myself we paid for it from the door from the show mm-hmm. you know I mean we shot it on a red where did you shoot that by the way uh, the, the not the last one the one before was at Verne's in Calgary the one the punk bar one with the symbols on the wall the last one was at the Biltmore okay okay um, and that one was more expensive but um, but we threw some money at that one but the one before it was just a it was decided it, basically I had written this hour and I, I recorded it once and it didn't work and I just was just not gonna bother and then a friend of mine was like just fucking shoot it. Like, uh, I ran into a guy who directed music videos. He's like, I'll get us some reds and shit, and we'll shoot this. And he's like, you know, just do it. And I was like, well, why the fuck not? Worst comes to worst, I've got footage. And then so I, and this is 2015. And so I <laughs> I didn't know how to edit. I'd never edited anything before. So I got, like, Final Cut. And I put it on my little MacBook Air. And I was editing this red footage, which was fucking hundreds of gigs. <laughs> My computer was just smoking. I would just go sit in a cup because I immediately, as soon as I filmed it, I moved to England. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I didn't have any support system. No editors, no nothing. So, so I was tough. like, I'm on my own. So I was just like editing and then editing. And then I'm like, now i got to edit the sound. i got to put it together. But the funny thing is, is like you can do that. You could do that. And you still can. And 
And the special went out on YouTube, and uh, which now is the way to go. But back then, it was like just fucking just you put it out. You, I didn't monetize it or anything. I was just put it out. Yeah. And so it's like it, it's interesting that now the way to go, like this last one we put out, we specifically wanted to go with YouTube because it makes more sense because you can cut it up and put it in different places. So I think trying to stay ahead of where the market's going, trying to stay ahead at where the technology's going is a full-time job. Just trying to be aware of what the next step is. Like all these apps come out. Like I remember when TikTok came out. I signed up for it. I had a couple of videos do really well, and then it's just like, ah, fuck this thing. It doesn't make any sense because there's nobody on it. It doesn't fucking matter. And now, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, now it's like, but I don't even know whether that, which one's better? Where should I be? I don't even fucking know, you know? I I don't think you have to worry. I mean, you have to worry, but like, it's more about just like, what is your product? Where and in promoting your product on like, uh, other like products. Mm-hmm. So if you're on a podcast, your best promotion is going to be just doing other podcasts. That's just the truth of it. Yeah, I think that is that's probably true. Because uh, and at first, that's your most targeted demographic too. You're not just like throwing out to the wind like a soccer mom who never listens to a podcast, like your video and subscribe, yeah. but she's never listening to a podcast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and this and this way too is sort of like especially if they're a comedy person, they're just like, yeah, hey, I think this person's funny. I'm having them on my podcast. It's a way of saying that without saying it as a vouch. Be like, no, you should listen to this person too. Because You're I've correct. Them up there. And th- and that's absolutely right. Like I've always said, like you look at things like Reddit, where it's like people don't know you're funny until they're told you're funny. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like you can put out videos and you can and yep. you can put stuff out and then. Like some people will be like, no, that's really funny, and most people are like, I don't know, and they'll watch the same Louis C.K. clip or whatever because they've been told that person, and they and they are funny, but they've been told that it's okay to say they're funny, and I think that people have a very narrow, I think people are less, um, I guess, um, le- they're more risk averse than I think. You know what I mean? Like, because when I watch comedy, I'm always like, let's see what happens, let's see what it is. You if mean, I don't like you, it, sorry, you mean most people are afraid of risk? Yeah, most risk. people are more risk averse. Like yeah, they don't yeah. want to take the chance on something new. What if I don't like it? It's like, and to be fair, the other day, the lady friend and I we were watching, we watched the last episode of Last of Us, and we're like, we're gonna watch something else. It's like you know, it's like nine o'clock at night. And we're like, watch something else, and we put on this new show that looked good, and like it was one episode into it, I was like, what a fucking waste of time. <laughs> like, and then that makes me think, I'm gonna try this again. I'm like, that's stupid because. For every time I do that, I find something else that I'd like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But even with comedy, I think it's even more so. You know, you'll go to a place and they'll be like, well, we don't know. I mean, we had comedy once before and it didn't really work. And I'm like, they don't even think that comedy. But they would never do that with music. No. Well, we had music once before and we'll never have music again. <laughs> they were a death metal band. The, yeah. The singer ate his own shit. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Like- <laughs> But that's true. Stole it's their like, daughter. It's true, right? Yeah. Like, and it's like, but with comedy, because I think people just don't understand it and want to try. And so I think maybe podcasts are the same. Like, podcasts are so weird because, like I said, the, the listeners that I have, joking aside, I have quite a few listeners and they're good listeners and everything. And but the growth is very slow. But I think the the growth, the, the people that do like it like it a lot and they stick with it mm-hmm. and you know because like i went through a period of time a little while ago where i took a break i took it just a hiatus and then i thought well this is going to cost me this is going to but it didn't it didn't co- in fact it actually helped build the podcast in its own weird little way because everyone's like take the time take all the time you need you know and so i think the people that connect with podcasts particularly they connect with you more than anything else you know for sure and it's kind of like you're they're putting their trust in you to like they just want to have a good time with you mm-hmm. and they want to see you have a good time with other people. So the less stress you put on, like, what are they thinking? What am I having to do about this? And just focusing like I'm having a good time that will the rest will follow. That will come. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's like it's funny because like when you produce content for social media, and I hate calling it content. Mm -hmm. It's like there's nothing I dreamt about more as a young comic than being a content producer. Oh boy, my dreams came true. But I do think there's a certain thing of like you like you get so so caught up in the I have to post it this time, I have to post this much, I have to do these things. And there are rules. Sadly, there are rules you have to follow. And I've yep. been following those rules and I've seen the dividends. I've seen the payback for, for doing the things in the way they're supposed to be done. But as a an artistic person, as a creative person, I just I don't want to fucking make the thing when I'm ready to make the thing. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, this is where I think business and art collide really, really <coughs> sharply. It's like in, in social media and production and, and producing things. And like we talked about on the last podcast, there's people who are very good at promotion and not very good at making. Yep. And there's people who are very good at making and not very good at promotion. I still think, though, that like there is this like Maybe it's just in comics, as that's the world I'm around. Sorry, I'm just gonna stop you from that's that. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. People don't know what they're listening to. Um, <laughs> Podcast dog, squeaky toy. Um, Podcast dog, squeaky toy. I think, like, would you say it's fair to say that most comics have like an impulse control issue in certain in oh, certain, certain level? Yeah, and I think there's a, like a lot, and there's a lot of urge to just like. Oh, post, 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 post. Keep yeah. putting clips. And I think that goes across the board to anyone who's doing it on social media. Yeah. I think it's like a good special. You could put one out every year, but if you take three years, you'll have a great special. And you could I post agree with every that. day yeah. a clip. Yeah. If you really like, what's something fun I could do that would make my audience want to have this kind of fun and on a weekly basis? Like, whether you love her or hate him, Burt Kreischer does that extraordinarily well oh, he's, with his, he's, with his yeah. marketing. Just yeah. like He's exceptionally good at that. Just like even like, oh, I got to, what do I got to do? I'm in a pool today. What do, I'll, I'll call a band. A band will come over. We'll jam at a pool and I'll yeah. just yell at my tour dates. Yeah. It's just simple stuff like that yeah, yeah, that yeah. you're making your eyes have fun with you. It doesn't have to be overthought. But that probably, that's good, that's good for the week. You don't need to do more. But that, your yeah. mental energy stored up is only probably ready after you've lived a life of a regular week. You're not posting every yeah. day. You're not stressing out about like, oh God, I gotta get my numbers. I've got three more followers percent more than I was the other day. Yeah, I think that's that's a trap that I really hate the idea of like all of a sudden caring about numbers. I really don't, yeah. you know, I'm all of a sudden like, like, but the problem is, the sad reality is that like if you go into pitch a TV show nowadays, the first thing they ask you is how many social media followers you have, which mm -hmm. is so stupid because if you have a TV show, if you are on a successful TV show, you have a bunch of like, you know, Pedro Pascal doesn't have 7 million followers because he posts every day. Yep. He has 7 million followers because he's on amazing shows and he's an amazing talent and he does incredible shit. But his life is not about making social media. And so I think that that this is that weird thing too. But people don't want to take – so like an executive doesn't want to take a chance. So if, if mm -hmm. you come in and you have no followers, no nothing and everything and they, and they give you a show and it doesn't work – it's like, well, why the fuck would you give someone who has no profile? But if you have three million followers, they'd be like, I don't know, man, in three million followers. So like it looks to me and they save their own ass. And that's kind of what it is, right? Nobody wants to lose their job. Nobody wants to take a chance. Like I said, risk averse. And so, you know. And that's that's exactly why I started all of this. Like I'm a big Frank Zampa fan. Mm -hmm. And he talks about like the death of AR and the death of the music industry and how like back in the day when he was getting signed, there, he would just – be dealing with a lot of old guys who mm. like um, I'm gonna butcher this quote, but he's like a lot of old guys would hear these music and they're like, "Well, I don't know what this is, but the intern in the coffee shop he seems to like it, so I'll put it on." <laughs> and then it becomes something popular, yeah. but then they think, "Oh, that guy at the intern shop or the intern he must know something because then, then they gave him a job." Yeah. But now that he's got a job, he thinks he's got this like responsibility, this power, and then by the time he get he goes through the whole like progression of this 
career and by the time you get to the end and that intern becomes the ar guy he's not taking chances on everybody because yeah. he doesn't like yeah he thinks oh i know what's good and i don't like you so he, i'm not he's not the person who's taking chances anymore he's a guy who's only following his own compass yeah for me it's very much as this is just a sandbox whether i get your podcast or not whether yeah. i think it's funny this is just your opportunity to grow and play around here like this yeah. is your this is your chance to build your lure, cast that into the like the big ocean net yeah. of the social media world, and see what you can catch. See if you can get your fans. If it doesn't work that first time, maybe try something else. But don't feel afraid to keep throwing yourself out there just because you don't. And so many people don't have that opportunity to. No one has the uh, ability to get you know yeah x amount. Of, I don't want to. I don't want to blow my yeah shine myself up yeah, by yeah. x number amount of dollars of equipment to yeah, just yeah, work yeah. with. Well, and that's the thing too is I think too also people like a lot of people are looking for someone to tell them it's okay to try things. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like so difficult. Like, it's so many comics that I have conversations with and stuff. Uh, you know, oh, I feel like I should do an album. Like, do a fucking album. Like, you know, I mean, there's something to be said for discretion and not doing the thing. You know, if you're five, five months into stand-up, don't put out an album. Like, that's fucking going to haunt you. But if you're five years into stand-up and you've never put anything out, like, you fucking maybe need to think about it because there are certain watermarks you need to hit and you need to, you need to kind of hit this high watermark and be like, okay, we move from here. And I think, the difficulty the difficulty with podcasting and stuff like that I, it seems to me is like when to know when it didn't work mm. or when to know because you know if it just was an off day for the algorithm yeah it's like my dad always used to say to me he's like he's like if you just if you if you quit you'll never know and I go yeah but the problem is if you don't quit you'll never know either you'll never well, try how, the next thing let me ask you this how do you how do you approach that when you do a joke on set if it doesn't work the first time how do you know do you keep do you keep try it again? When when's your cutoff line for that? Well, the, the the weird thing about that is the feedback is instantaneous. So I can feel the audience. I can feel where there's potential. I can feel where there isn't. Like the way I write is, I'll go up with an idea and I'll start talking about that idea, and and then over the the period of the time that I'm trying to work the bit, I'll see how much meat's on that bone, and I just kind of get this weird kind of visceral response to it, and I can feel it. Where the problem is with stuff like this, it's all raw data. It's all mm. numbers, and so it's like, well, that and and it's so. Like I was talking to a social media friend of mine, and he was like, he's like looking at my clips, and he goes, yeah, you don't have as many numbers as some people. He goes, but all your numbers are organic. People are sharing it. He goes, you can get 5 million views from the algorithm, and you'll get a million fans off that. Absolutely. But they're not fans. They're just people who clicked it. Oh, that's cool. And they'll never follow up. Yeah. He was looking at mine. He goes, someone will like one of your videos, and then you can see they'll like 10 of your other videos. He goes, so they've gone through your catalog. He's like, the problem is that's slow growth. But I think that's long-term growth. And I, I wonder if it's the same with podcasts where, like, I may only get three or four new listeners a month, but those listeners want to be here, you know? Yeah, like, unless it's it's talent plus, uh, like, how much you're just dedication into the game and then if yeah. you can get viral or not. That That is just a bit of a – I think that's just a bit of a lottery yeah. gamble. Some people get the breaks, some earliest, whatever – uh, and with podcast and game, it's just the more saturated it gets, it's the the harder it is to get those chances. I think we're just at that point now where there's a, like there's people like, oh, there were so many chances back in the day. Why isn't it? I'm doing all the right stuff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's just okay now. It's just a the race is a little bit. It's a bit more of a marathon now to get to those spots. I think so. And I think I think the problem is too is like is is the problem with being a stand up, particularly nowadays, is that we're it's like it's like playing the lottery every day. It's like you're just like. You're always just one <laughs> viral video away from your life being very different. Yeah. I mean, I know a guy who had very few followers on Instagram and had two viral videos, and now he's, like, fucking huge. And it, and it's the same dude who it was before those two videos kicked off. And it's, like, the videos are great, and they're funny and everything mm -hmm. like that. But 
there's a lot of great and funny shit out there. It's like being an actor back in the fucking in Hollywood in the fucking forties. It was like if you got the part, you were a star. But if you didn't get the part, you died. <laughs> it was like yeah, that's yeah. the way it worked, you know? Well, and then it can go the other way. You could have two million followers, a viral tweet goes out, and then you lose everyone's. Yeah. But I think if you have that core fan base, yeah. those are the people who stay around for whether or not because yeah. they'll, they'll know whether or not it's cap or not, whether or not it's just like a bunch of people are just getting upset because you a joke a joke didn't work the first time you tried it or something like that. And that's the difficult thing too now about being like, I mean, in this time where people do film everything and do put everything out and can take everything out of context if they want. I think your real fans and the people who understand you don't care if someone takes something out of context. And they're like, well, I know what he was saying or I know what she was doing. I understand that. Yeah. But, and in a way, the pylon can actually help you in the opposite direction too. When people... Especially if you know if you if you don't have that in your heart, if you're not a bad person, you're not an actual piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I think hopefully that comes through, and if that comes through, you know, you know, if you're a comic who gets like fucking ten million views on a video, and and nine million of those people fucking hate you, one million like you, and that's still a million more than most other comics have. You know what I mean? So that's, it's like, that's the whole stern effect or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah. It's like it's like it's like it's better to be talked about and hated than not talked about. You know, yeah. and and so that's the difficulty. But then the problem is too. Is for stand-ups, I think particularly, you're so tied to your art form, you're so connected. It's such a personal thing for most of us that if someone doesn't like it, it's incredibly hard. They're re- rejecting you as an individual. Whereas if you're yeah. in a movie that sucks, you'd be like, well, it's not. It's the fucking director, and it's the script's no good, and the editor. You know, there's other people. Around. If you're a stand-up and it doesn't work, that's on you, man. And like, you gotta <laughs> fucking suck it up. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta take it. And so it's like, and then when someone says you suck, they're saying you suck as a person. What you think is funny, your feelings, your emo- that sucks. Whereas if it's like, oh, that music sucks, you'd be like, well, you know, our banjo player was bad that day, or whatever. Fucking else can do. Yeah, Bill was hungover. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Too much coke last night. Yeah, I play too fast. Have you ever like? Have you ever like? Because you've seen a lot of stand up, right? Yeah, for sure. Have you ever seen like some stand up and you're like, what the fuck? Like, why is that guy up? Like, a serious mental problem. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I can name names from yeah, yeah. the scene alone. Yeah, well, this scene. Yeah, there's some. There's some. Yeah. I think every stand-up comedy scene brings okay, uh, for the people who are watching. <laughs> I think every stand-up comedy scene <laughs> brings people in. I think stand-up has this great open door policy, which yeah. I love. But every so often, someone sneaks in the open door, and you're like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> there's a couple people. I don't. He's he's he rides a bus. He's probably yeah. either he stopped coming. He's either murdered someone or he's yeah. in jail now for sure. Because yeah. he would just come and just say like the most hateful things about just like women who wouldn't talk to him. Like incel all oh, the way. Oh fuck those guys! I want to say I'll tell you his name after the yeah. podcast. You'll probably be like yeah, oh yeah. yeah that guy. But like it's so weird that that stand up <laughs> also for some reason like I mean I get why it attracts those people yeah. because like there's a certain because anyone can walk in and do it. But yeah, definitely. There's been a few comics that I've like people who've tried stand up. I'm like, ah, okay. Like, why are you here? Like, <laughs> like, where did what did you gnaw off one of your feet to escape the trap you were in? And come here and stand up. Like, like they're just like, oh, that's a, because it's because the other thing about being a stand up too is like, <clears throat> so many stand ups have like Aspergers or whatever the fuck else is going on with stand ups. You just get used to it, and you're like, ah, that's fine. That's just you know, yeah. I don't even notice when someone someone's like, oh, that dude's on the spectrum. I'm like, really. Oh, right, so that's just a good one-liner writer, you know. Like, that doesn't me. I just thought you really looking at my shoes. Yeah, I'm like, hey, it's just it fastidious. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't occur to me that it was an issue. Um, but I, I think, I think the thing is, is however welcoming and however open stand-up is, sometimes it makes you not realize when someone's a fucking creep show, and you're like, oh right, that guy's fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You find out like six weeks later, you're like, oh, he was a piece of shit. I, 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 I thought he was a story comic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think too, there's just so many of them, so many uh, people in comedy too are good at putting on the act mm-hmm. that they're just like, you know, but you can't do it every night. No, yeah. There's a lot of fucked up personality types. Like insecurity is so rampant. It's the number one thing. Insecurity is everywhere in stand up comedy. I think it's in the arts in general. Yep. Stand up comedy, particularly. It's a fucking insane thing to do. I mean, whatever makes you want to stand in a room facing the other way from everybody else in the light and tell them your feelings and thoughts is fucking weird. What was the last show you ever did as a stand-up? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, have to give me a second on that. would have been probably Vancouver. Okay. Do you remember the room? Kino. I was a cook at the Kino for a summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly just for fun. But, um, yeah, I was just every once in a while, I'd just get up in the open mics there. Oh, what a great fucking joke yeah. the Kino was, man. Yeah, I love that. Place. That, was, that was one of those places that makes you want to be a comic because yeah. you're just around comedy. Just, it was a great place and, to just hang out. And, and Steve was, like, the best for that. The just best fucking person. you wanted to do. The best person. Do yep. you remember any of your jokes? Uh, a lot of them were about him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, drinking beer? <laughs> I don't because like and also, I also I just told a lot of stories because I had to like just I've done a lot of traveling I just yeah, had yeah. crazy adventures like yeah, yeah. I got kidnapped in Colombia what and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind, kind of not really but also partially kidnapped when you're uh, when your taxi is surrounded by like twelve people in balaclavas and ropes and chains it counts it counts as a kidnapping no that counts as a kidnapping <laughs> holy shit dude fuck but it's a good time one time I stubbed my toe that's all I got. <laughs> Yeah, and that wasn't even the closest I came to death on that trip. Really? Yeah, and then I got E. coli like Holy a, a couple weeks later. Oh, God damn. That's so, worse. I was uh, swimming in the ocean after a storm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's no one out here, and then these waves are great. This is amazing. Uh, it's because the basin had burst in the storm the night before, and the sewage from the city had flown oh, in. Oh, like, no. Yeah. Poop swim. Ooh. That's not good. No. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to say the only thing I got out of that was E. coli. I was going to say E. coli. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. probably fucking... Bonus. I mean, my abs never look better. Yeah. But after <laughs> two weeks, it was funny. I just like I got some in, I got uh, some freelance work, and I just sat in a hostel and yeah. like on the toilet, just like tapped away. On oh, my you laptop. were in a hostel too? Fuck. It, it was. It was in um. Uh, Kicking shit. It's in Ecuador. It's the let jump jump off place before you go to uh, Galapagos, Guayanquilla. Did you go to Galapagos? Yes. Oh, fuck. I'm so so jealous. I want to go. I was sick most of the time. I just want to fight a turtle. They'll fight back. They'll (laughs) fuck around. Fight a turtle. They got a hammer on them the size of your wrist. Really big ass fucking turtle. Yeah, man. Fight a fucking turtle. (laughs) No, I mean they're cocks. They got a giant fucking. Just flip them. (laughs) Eh, What are you gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, poor turtle. Can you when you go to the Galapagos, like, uh, Mm. because I I really want to go. Like, what's when you get there? How to do Galapagos? Yeah, when you just (laughs) you just show up. And you're just like, this is it. This is where Darwin figured it out. Yep. That's it? So a little plaque or anything? Uh, Well, there's four islands. There's like four main islands and there's a bunch of different islands. Yeah. Uh, The way I I learned kind of as I went, but the way you kind of want to do it is go there for like 10, 14 days. Yeah. Wait around for a bunch of days for uh, someone to to bail on a a tour, on a sailing tour. And then you go on a week tour and they take you all around the islands. Uh, you'll see all the different areas. Like when I went there, we went snorkeling, uh, like with basically like tiger sharks and hammerheads. Oh damn! A bunch of different shit, and it was just you and the ocean and them. Like very, wow. like very raw. Uh, you go deeper for. I've got a uh, got asthma, so and I just got out over a cold, so I yeah, didn't yeah. want to like. I'm not going to go the the scuba diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like uh, you're swimming with the iguanas. You're like 
I was with my, this one girl, and we we're like taking a photo, and I'm like, oh, "What's that about by my feet?" And it was a seal. It was just like oh, checking me fuck. out. All the animals there don't give a fuck about humans. They're yeah, so yeah. like, yeah. "Oh, how are you, buddy?" Yeah. Um, it's so cool. They've got um, the I think it's the whale sharks. This is the largest. Oh, I love whale was, sharks. You can bro. go. I didn't. They weren't there when I was around. Bro, but whale shark. Whale, whale shark, bro. bro. What it's a whale fuck, plus a shark. Bro. Check it out. It's like the vegetarian. It's like Whoa. tasteful. Just in fucking krill, bro. Those butt pocket mulches. Oh, god damn. Alpha print. Alpha print whale shark. Whale shark. Well, bro. Anyways. Sorry. Just, no, no. It just seems like something appropriate for a Rogan. Wow. Check that out. Whale it's got a really big mouth. Big Whoa. Whoa. Moon landing. <laughs> I don't know. Just bring up the moon landing in a whale shark. Whale shark on the moon. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking. They're like 50 feet long, aren't they? It's like crazy. 45 feet long. They're fucking massive. Big old fish. I was going to say like 50 tons. Like I don't know how big they are, but mm. numerical recall is not my strong suit. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But that's fucking dope, man. And so you you were on there for like a, what, a week around the Galapagos? Uh, yeah, I think I did 10 days there. Wow. I, I was, uh, I did South America, that trip I did South America for three months. Wow. See, I really want to do something like that. I really want to go to the Galapagos. I think when I get a little older, maybe when the kid's older, yeah. we'll just take the whole family down there and just, you know, watch fish evolve. That'll be fucking <laughs> Evolve! Come on, evolve! I Go pay my faster. money! Go faster! Iguanas are eating shit underwater. Come on! Fucking waterproof iguanas. That's what. That's the shit you want. The, that place does shut down like twice a day, though, for like four hours, where just everything's closed. Like, you're like, you think you're like, oh, let's go to snack at the There's things store. on the Galapagos? It's just fucking closed. There's things there? Yeah, yeah, it's residential. It's really like, because there's a. There I is, just feel like it, I thought it was like nothing there. I thought it was just like open. No, the, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say population 4,000. Whoa! I thought it would be just like one caretaker with like a hat, and he just came out. I was like, "Any iguanas or no?" No, they've got like like research stations where there's like a bunch of old people watching turtles fuck. Wow! Yeah, shit like that. Then there's like small communities that like sort of sustain that, and then I'm sure there is an indigenous population. So how does that not how does that not affect? I guess the four islands, right? So are they on all the islands, or is it one island? There's a bunch of islands. I think there's four uh, habited islands. Okay, okay. and then the rest that's where you like you travel or hop in and out from, and then there's just like. Uh, where we went scuba diving, it's like kick a rock where it's like there's a whole ecosystem that lives off of that. But that's sort of every that's the deal. You just go from spot to spot and there's just all these different well, things. Well, I guess happening. the tourism probably protects it too, right? In a way, like it's an economic engine, so it's worth protecting. Yeah, for sure. Because it's the it's the property of it's the only with there's so many little things there make money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like I think I think it, like if you can figure out a way to make money off doing good things, that's probably how you keep the good things happening. To fly to Galapagos is just a, they just for whatever reason it's just a hundred bucks. That's to fly to Galapagos. Just to fly, there's a hundred dollar extra charged uh, fee that it's like that you get a ticket at the airport and they like here's yeah. your Galapagos fee, and that's basically for that. It's just for to to. Uh, that so what do you fly? So where do you fly into Ecuador? You fly in Ecuador. That's fine, but when you fly to Galapagos, it's a hundred dollars. You fly from Guayaquil, and then they'll be like, you buy your ticket, and say the ticket's three hundred dollars, and then they say, okay, please present your Galapagos, uh, whatever it is, ecological pass. Yeah, and then that is a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. But so that's a surcharge. Yeah, 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 but that doesn't give you any special rights to go see the anything. You it's still just have to pay you, to just go to do get it. there. It's just yeah. But if you take a boat. Hundred bucks, hundred bucks. Oh, everything, everything. Just to get you, to the island. If you want, okay, unless, well, unless you live sense, there, then. it's just a hundred bucks. That makes sense then, I guess, because yeah. that's like the like because I always think like with the Galapagos, I was thinking like people probably shouldn't be there, but I guess they have to be there. Right? Yeah, it's definitely like they talk about that, and you're just like, oh, there's a lot of cattle here. It's kind of like a problem. Yeah. 
Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, when you go there, you, it's very much like, ah, I'm gonna. you want to eat from the sea, but at the yeah. same time, you're like, I don't, don't want to eat from the sea, but I don't yeah. want to eat the cows. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's difficult, too, right? Because, like, it's such an ecologically important area. I mean, I want, that's such a funny thing, too. It's like, if you think about, like, the fact that, like, if Darwin hadn't gone there and that hadn't been, I mean, would we even give a shit? It would be gone by now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it is... How's Ecuador in general? Mad- Madagascar is kind of like that as well, but we haven't completely yeah. like taken that out of the equation. Madagascar is such a fucking weird little like it's such a a haven for evolutionary offshoots and weirdness. Like it's such a fucking cool little place. I just feel like that about like Borneo and shit too. Yep. Like with orangutan, like they're not going to be anywhere else. We're going to fuck that up. I hate the idea. Cause I have a six year old. I hate the idea of like explaining him to one day about all these animals that used to exist. I'm like, you have no fucking idea. Like I remember when I was a kid, I thought the only animal that ever was ever extinct was the dodo. Like that's the only, uh, dinosaurs and then the dodo. That's yeah, all they yeah, fucking yeah. Know, oh, the dodo. And all, everyone bring it up the dodo. And now they're saying they're going to clone them and bring them back. Why? So we can eat them at Thanksgiving? What the fuck are we going to do with dodos? Feed them to the woolly mammoths. <laughs> exactly. Oh, fuck. Why are we doing that? And I here's the, here's how dumb I am. I couldn't tell the difference between a mastodon, a mammoth, and an like size-wise a mastodon, a mammoth, and an elephant. And you always think that a mammoth is just a hairy elephant. Way fucking bigger, dude. I would. I it's mean, like you're, you're schooling me right now. It's like an elephant and a half at least. <laughs> they're fucking huge. And they're also weirdly sloped this way. Yeah. Like they're, like they're fucking. I was like, what? And then mastodons are slightly smaller. So it's like African elephant, big motherfucker, biggest land animal, right? Yeah. Then followed by mastodon, slightly bigger. Then fucking mammoth. Like, what are we doing? There's already not enough parking. Maybe they're carbon negative. I have... <laughs> they're just like that's mobile. the secret. Global they're warming. They're just like mobile trees, and they just suck up like, Oh man, you gotta go breathe in the mammoth. Yeah, they just shit out oxygen. Fuck. Well, they're, they're ten thousand years ago. They disappeared, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Actually, less during than that. the ice age. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we know what's coming. Speaking of what's coming, you know what it's time for? Oh, let's get. <laughs> As if the mammoth wasn't random enough. <laughs> Anybody who's listening to this who doesn't know, you know. It's a random topic generator that's found on the internet for people who have uh, issues talking about things socially. Although we're not having that issue, but we could. But now it's time to have a discussion, something random. We're just going to punch whatever into it. It can be – this one is like it is topics in single word. Let's not do that. Let's do this. All right. Oh, here we go. What? Oh, do you experience phantom vibration feeling your phone vibrate even though it didn't? What the fuck is that? That's a I've had that. Yeah, I have too. I think everyone has. What the fuck? <laughs> I've had it in places I don't even keep my phone. Like Me too. <laughs> I keep my phone in my front pocket on yeah. my left, but it's always on my right. What the fuck is that about? Sometimes it's right? just here. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a stroke. <laughs> Sometimes it's just all the coke I did. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, would you eat at a restaurant? That was really dirty if the food was amazing. Of course. Yeah. I've That's ate, what a greasy spoon is. I've eaten off the street. Come on. What are we talking about? That's what a greasy... I, I sometimes think people don't know what a greasy spoon is anymore. Like, There's I would go to these left. towns on the road. Not in Vancouver. Dude, I would go to these towns on the road. Oh, Bonds. Uh, Princeton. Princeton's... Yeah. There you go. Yep. Two parrots. That's a dive bar with yeah. a greasy spoon. I mean, you don't want to eat breakfast at two mm. parrots. If you do... Good God bless. There's bigger problems on your plate. I love it. 
We'll serve you food and regret. <laughs> I love uh, dive. I love a fucking dive bar, uh, a real one, but not a fake like hipster. Like, oh man, it's like the silence. No, like I want a bar that like everyone's like. We haven't changed the carpet since 1984. This yeah. is how this works. We pay very little rent, and so beer is five dollars. Like I like that kind of place, and. And there's a couple of bars, like, whenever I go to, like, a town, I try and find that bar, and I always ask the locals, I'm like, take me to a fucking, and what they think I want, because I'm from Vancouver or whatever, they're like, this guy wants proper, I'm, no, I don't, <laughs> I want the bar, where, like, I went to one, I was in Peace River, and I went to a bar, and I'm like, just, I, well, it was the only place open, which is always a good sign, and they're like, they're like, well, you can come with us, but it's rough as shit, I'm like, sold and i went in i was like this place is fucking amazing <laughs> there was a guy spinning only vanilla ice music only vanilla ice music what the fuck is that man what? you walk in and he's like it's not even ice, ice baby the motif like of the bar b-sides oh fuck the bar was like hey let's get these chairs out of here and have a party that's what that bar was <laughs> okay but like okay yeah yeah it like was like that donnelly kind of style yeah no it would no even it was like we have a storage locker with a bar in the corner. Oh, shit. So we're keeping shit in. Let's move it out. <laughs> and let's have a party, and then we'll put stuff back in for the week. Okay. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, this place This place is storage until 7 p.m. It's fucking great, man. Like, a lot of people, like, because, like, a lot of people, they have, like, English pubs in their basement. If I was ever lucky enough to have a place where I could build my own bar at home, I would build a fucking dive bar. And I'm not talking some shitty. I'm talking, like, I would go and find... Like, you know, chairs. A homeless person to sleep in the corner yeah. in the back. <laughs> chairs with holes. There's a bar in um, in uh, Los Angeles um, on, Van on Melrose called the Snake Pit. Okay. And um, I was like, my buddy's like, you got to go to the Snake Pit. It's like, I was like, I don't want to go to the fuck. He's like, no, 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 no. It's not named that ironically. Like, it's go there. We went in, me and my buddy, um, and we went in to get some whiskey. We're both bourbon guys. And we went in, and they're like, this is the best bourbon place. We walk in. It's like a Thursday night. There's four people in there. There's a security guard who's asleep at the bar. Asleep at the bar. Like, on the bar. Yeah. There's two guys at a Pac-Man table, but the Pac-Man is broken. And there's the bartender, uh, who is a potato-shaped lady in her early to mid-60s. And then there's me and my buddy. And that's it. And we walk in, and we sit down. And behind the bartender is the most amazing collection of bourbon. Because we don't get half of it up here, right? But down in the States... Most amazing collection of bourbon. And so we've always been trying to get Pappy Van Wheel. Can't get it, right? Yeah, in Canada, it's really hard to get. So we're down there. She has a bottle of uh, Pappy. If Rip Van Winkle in the back. So we're like, well, let's... We were already drinking. We're like, let's get a couple of shots of this. Like 80 bucks an ounce or whatever. We're like, let's get a couple of those, right? Okay. Let's fucking splurge. Let's do it. We You're here. Do it. It's so hard to find. And she refused. <laughs> She's like, no. I'm like, what? She's like, what you're drinking is better than that shit. I will get you some with I will get you some bourbon. Hold on. And then she went and she got like she set up the glasses, put the rocks on the side, distilled water. She, fucking proper, like proper and school does wow. with bourbon. Fucking legit. Found two of my favorite bourbons ever out of that place. Jefferson Ocean, my favorite bourbon, yeah. and E.H. Uh, e. Taylor, one of my favorite bourbons. And she was just like the guy that owns the place doesn't give a fuck. She's a huge bourbon person. She just stocked their bar. And it's this empty bar in Los Angeles, like in West Hollywood, on not Hollywood, on like a fucking Thursday night. You would never walk in there. And okay. as soon as you go in there, you're like, this is fucking amazing. And that's the kind of place I want. I, I, I hate going to like clubs because earlier we had gone to a bar near the hotel or near, the, yeah, the Airbnb or whatever. We went to a bar and it was just like people in shiny dresses posting for Instagram. Like, fuck that. Yeah, that's not fun. We took an Uber like 10 minutes and we ended up in Valhalla. Like, it was fucking amazing. It was amazing. But that to me is like a good dive bar, a really yeah, yeah. good fucking dive bar that's not trying. 
like the jukebox hasn't been updated since 1995 that's where you want to be right oh final countdown yes i think so and you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like tacos are 99 cents well it's a bit pricey but i'll fucking handle like that to me but i know i know i think those places are dying out for sure i mean they're not as trendy anymore like you said they're not yeah. as popular and also where can you other than like small towns where can you afford to have a dive bar we can't and that that is part of the beauty i guess too like you can have dive bars in small towns but finding it's like that gem in the yeah. uh, in the mountain yeah. you know the the needle in the haystack like i know bars in different towns in little tiny towns all over canada yeah i'm like this is where i go this is where i go this is where i go and it's so funny because it feels like such a loss when you go to that place and that place is closed. And of course it should have closed. It should have closed years ago. Like, it's fucking <laughs> terrifying. Oh, yeah. You're like, this is, there's, there's mob uh, oh, something fuck. dealing in here. Or it's, ter- it's terrible. Dude, there's rats There's a body working. in the back. There's rats working in the kitchen. Like, they've got the, <laughs> not ratatouille. They've just got the hat on. They're like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> you're just like, you see a mouse and you're like, cool. Like you don't give a shit. You're like, like whatever I'm drinking is I mean, really I, too poisonous. You, you, you saw the Kino. No. <laughs> I love the Kino was right on the bubble of being an amazing dive bar. It just happened to have comedy in it. It was so fucking <laughs> The cool. regulars are really like they were like, We're trying. Oh boy. <laughs> there were some pockets of humanity, as Kyle oh, Canadian would say. That's the right word. Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. What do we got? We got time for another random. All right, hold on. Oh, let's do this. Hold on. You want to do another random? Yeah, let's do it. Another. Okay, really. Um, Okay. Oh, well, we already. It's, this is what is the most awe-inspiring place you've ever been. But I should imagine you're gonna fucking school me on that one. Um, okay, hold on. Let's do another one. Let's do another. Well, it's not one. a competition, Simon. No, but I still want to win. It's my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the most frustrating app you've ever tried? Frustrating app. App. Ooh. Application. Mm. The application that you have ever tried. Application that I tried. Anything that requires a two-step verification oh, drives me just the fucking insane. It's Why? I already have a hard enough time trying yeah. to remember my password. Yeah. Don't give me... Un- what if I don't have my phone you with me? You don't need me? my fucking number. Ugh. Fuck. And when they got to open the YouTube app or some shit, it's like, yeah. come on, get... The the frustrating ones for me are language learning apps because I really, really, really want to learn another language and yeah. I get really, really bored very quickly. Okay. It's so frustrating. And so I'll download an app. I'll be like, oh, here we go. And then I'm like, no, fucking three days in. Now done. Yet I can fucking play, uh, you know, like the, the mind game thing for the mind, like tune up your mind game. Do that every day. Why can I not fucking get, It's better to learn a language than fucking do fucking weird knockoff wish.com Tetris to try to <laughs> Well, I'm terrible at it. How good are you at communicating with your own language on a cell phone? Mm-hmm. It's, it's frustrating. It sucks. It's not good. Yeah. No, I'd rather, yeah. I think, like, read it. Read a book in another language. you got to communicate with them in another person. They I say, think that's just not the market for They that. say to watch, like, kids' shows in other languages. Totally. So watch, I, like, the, watch the, like, I'm trying to learn Mandarin. So it's like, watch the Mandarin version of Sesame Street, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, which is where they come and take away all the personal property. Right. <laughs> Sesame Street. Everyone lives on one street. Sesame Street with just steamrollers. Oh, my God. <laughs> But it's like, but I, I, I just like. Do you speak any other languages? Uh, a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. like, I can't do. I can't do for shit. I speak like three Mandarin phrases, and that's it. And then a little bit of like a couple of Japanese phrases. And nothing. I think I picked hard languages, though. I think what uh, one book series. I mean, it's controversial now uh, to help learn great learn languages. Get the English version and the uh, whatever version language of uh, Harry Potter books. Harry Potter. Because the way that she wrote them, mm-hmm. the 
the first book is written for I think he's like ten. Yeah, book, is written for a ten year old. The language, oh, okay. the, even okay, the, okay. the print is bigger. Oh. spacing it's for a 10 year old yeah in the contact the or sorry that the content is for a 10 year old by the time you get to the next one it's like 600 pages a small print people are dying they're talking about yeah, sex yeah, 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 yeah. it evolves so yeah, as yeah, you yeah. go through you're learning it you can go then go watch the movie you can associate it there's names if you're already a fan oh, you can be familiar with the you're already sort of familiar so with the story the yeah so you're like oh what's happening oh i oh no this must mean that because i know this is happening oh okay so it's was using even using that model, just find a kid series that you're like a fan of when you're a kid. And be like, okay, let me just try and redo that now yeah. in a different language. I find that I find that uh, like when I'm in like when I was in Italy or when I was in France or stuff, I I was it was much easier to communicate because I was reading body language and I was I was figuring out what they were saying based on the way. Like I found that like immersive, yeah. Immer- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <hi>. I, <laughs> I find that immersive. Like I feel like. I feel like being immersed in a language in a city or a culture, like I think that would probably help me a lot. Like if I was to go to China and be like, you live here now, figure this shit out. I think that's the way to do it. But I can't do that, right? Because like based on my comedy, I'd never get out of there. But I I mean like – I mean you can just disappear. That's very possible. Dude, fuck. I I was sure I was going to get disappeared in Dubai when I was there. I fucking way over the line. Hey man, you put me in a resort with unlimited booze, and you fuck up our money, and 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 you expose me to the rampant slavery in the city for the first fucking forty eight hours I'm there. I'm gonna have some opinions. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that like, like the language thing. Like, I'm so. Fr- this is how I know I'm not not smart. I cannot fucking get another language in my head. I don't know what the fucking problem is. Yeah. I just cannot seem to get it in there. Like my it's, my mom speaks like four. I can't fucking get it in my head. I don't know why. It's just, it's just like, meh. I can learn like three phases and then like, you're, you've got enough. I honestly think my brain's like, well, you have enough to get by. You'll be fine, right? <laughs> just wave a lot and be like, just talk louder. Oh, <laughs> I'll get it. Have you tried Klingon? Have you tried a fake language? Uh, I have not tried a fake language. I maybe that's maybe that's what you just need to get in a little something, something. Maybe you need something with a little bit Klingon. of like character performance. I, you, I bet you there's a podcast that's only done in Klingon. There has to be. I guarantee you there's at least 10. I I'll I for next time we do this I'm gonna find out a hundred fucking percent higher or more, higher or lower what do you guess higher or lower than ten <sighs> as a human I want to say lower but I but know as a realist it's probably <laughs> just the fucking but I love the idea of here's what it should be it should be a true crime podcast but done in Klingon like. <laughs> Today's a good day to die podcast. <laughs> Small town. I really want to do a podcast about like uh, true crime, but it's like it's misdemeanors. I really want to do that. I really think it'd just be like just loitering, <laughs> just going like a police beat and just write a whole story about it. It was September seventeenth, <laughs> a summer night in June, late June, in Wisconsin, a small town, a hamlet. A man stood where he wasn't supposed to stand. <laughs> it's just like loitering. <laughs> but you'd have to do it so serious, and yeah. it would have to, you'd have to do the reenactions. You got I mean, inter- interviews. Yeah, I came in and I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> it have to be the whole thing. 
I knew him for so long. He was always a good guy. I think I need to do it. I think I need to do at least one of those. Just like an episode of an episode of What's Wrong with Simon King, the true crime podcast. I mean, that could be a fun Patreon where you just do like just do fun episodes. Like, this is a true crime episode where you just make one up. This that one, would be a fun Patreon. This is like your sex advice pod at one where it's oh like your, like a dear Anne. Or Try to get some. Try to get some any time you can. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a good play. You know what? Here's the thing. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash this is Simon King. And, and, and maybe, maybe that's something we should do. I think if, if you like that, if you're already on the Patreon, let us know. If you're not on the Patreon, subscribe and let us know. I mean, fucking, why not? Which camera? This camera. Hello. That camera. <laughs> the one with the red light. Hey, hey. <laughs> this is why I'm never on panel on fucking talk shows. This <laughs> is like, Simon, you have to look at the camera. What? No, you have to look at the camera. Ah! Sandbags. I. <laughs> this is how I know that. See, now they know that I know the times there. So I look at the time and I go, "Oh, fucking, we have time for one more random, do we? Do you yeah, have we more do. time for? We got lots of time. <laughs> like I'm gonna just, move it the next time. It's gonna break it's just you. Insects. It just says insects. <laughs> oh, what old trend is coming back these days? What old trend is coming back these days? Racism. Yeah. <laughs> Some say it never went away. Oh, it's always been here. <laughs> Nazis. I always thought they were a one Hitler wonder. I. <laughs> what old trend is coming back? What? Okay, let's specify this. What trend do you think is good that's coming back? Um, I'm so out of touch. I don't know what's coming back. I don't. I'm I was just, hoping you would tell yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've heard. No. <laughs> I mean, people saying rad more. I like that. I feel like vinyl is doing good. Vinyl? Yeah. Vinyl's good. Vinyl's always kind of been there, though. But more, like, popular artists are like, well, I'm going to just do a vinyl as they well. Did, I actually did get asked if I wanted to release my, my last album on vinyl. I was like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think for the three we'd sell. Like, it's not a collector's item. Unless it's, like, an iconic theater that means something to you that maybe, like, existed yeah. when record players were out were things were recorded yeah, on records like or something. Hall or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, if you do That'd something, cool. like, big and you're like, oh, man, it's a, I did the, you know, whatever, the fucking Royal Albert Hall. Like, that's kind of cool. Because then you're like, yeah, I, I guess Something that, that's, like, 100 years old. Yeah, cool. yeah, I guess that, that makes sense, too, is, like, if you... <laughs> I released it on wax cylinder. Fuck you, hipsters. <laughs> I bet you could. I bet you could. It wasn't it like Stanhope said he was going to release one of his, his specials only on VHS just to fuck with people, <laughs> just to make them work extra. I know hard. so many hipsters that would just be all over Dude, that. That would be the fucking yeah. best. If I, I would actually, you know what I would do? I wouldn't put out vinyl, but I would put out a tape, like a VH, like a cassette, cassette tape. Yeah, I'd put out a cassette. Tape. I know, I know some bands still do that. Side A and side B. Nice. Fuck yeah, thirty minutes aside. That's what you get. I fucking love the idea. And it cuts right in the middle of a joke. 30 minutes. Click. Flip it over. Put make it back in. It, make play it work it. for that joke. And then immediately record over it with whatever you like from you the radio. You can't ever just listen to the B side. <laughs> just whatever you like. And just listen to it and then destroy it. You can only listen once and then destroy it. It self-destructs. I love the idea of that. Self-destruction. That's the name of the no album. Matter how many, self-destruct, no matter how many pencils you have. Someone said um, on one of my clips, they're like, oh, it's it's the it's – the perfect the the personification of chaotic good and i was like oh that'd be a great fucking album name chaotic good mm. right Cause just man madness <laughs> <laughs> just absolute fucking random madness just yelling and screaming and it's funny because like i've calmed down so much in the last few years of what i used to be i used to be absolutely fucking manic and i have was you? like no yeah i am yeah. <laughs> and people are just like you talk so fast i was like you have no fucking idea how many words i want to use and i can't because it's like I get exhausted <laughs> Like the last special I put out, I slowed down specifically for the American audience. I, I think the first time I saw you on stage, I thought you were Irish. 
Fair enough. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Because I'm insane. You're probably drinking and talking fast. Probably. I was talking fast. And Canadians sound a little Irish anyway. They don't. That's like. <laughs> you know that that went, that ended in Scottish. Yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's fine. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. You can go either way. Fucking doesn't. It's, I don't know what happened. I had a stroke. I, <laughs> this just said buffaloes. All right. I'm against them. All right. Yeah, right. Fuck them. Right. All right. One, Tried. What? What? Okay. Uh, okay, let's do one last one and then we'll fucking let you go so you don't have to deal with this shit anymore. <laughs> God knows I make you work hard enough. All right. Um, all right. Uh, well, now that's movie soundtrack. I don't want to look at that one. Okay. Okay. Um, this is this earthquake. What do you think? This is stupid. What do you think of standardized, standardized tests? <laughs> Who asked that at the party? Who's like, I want to make a good um, a good impression on the people from the PTA. Why do you think I'm standardized tests? <laughs> That's... Why? How is that a random topic, Jenner? They just put words together. Yeah, like, what have we been testing? Standardized... Because I understand there's, like, fencing, agriculture, whales, whales. What movie scene choked you up the most? What do you think of standardized tests? Like, what the fuck... I mean, I, look, if you want to make someone look like a robot, that's what you do. Yeah, I kind of just, anytime there was any level of standardized testing in school, I almost intentionally did bad on them. Did you go to, like, post-secondary? Yep. You did? No. Nope. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even leave. Standardized, wait, standardized testing is like... SATs? Oh. Is that what standardized testing is? I don't even know if I did those then. Standardized testing? We did. We had to do a, we had to do a bunch of stuff where it was just like, everyone go in a room and be like, the, you wrote, like, write down your goals. Where do you see yourself in the year? Oh, that shit I don't, but it yeah, was, no. It was, like, weird development shit, and then it was, like, personality things, and it was, like, it was... I think I just had, like, a Scantron, and you just, like, filled out, like, just a basic test of, like, what you knew. But the last time I took one of those, I was thinking it was, like, 14. Because I dropped out okay. at 16. So, like, I, I was, like... I just turned 16, and I dropped out of school. So I didn't really have much high school at all. I'm a dumb dumb. I'm mm. a dumb dumb who has monetized swearing. I mean, my school taught me about zombies, so I went oh, to Catholic nice. school. That's good. Zombies. <laughs> people, so many people would sign up. It's like, you want to come to zombie school? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. Zombie call? Zombie mushroom call? We're, Fuck yeah. We're going to learn how to kill them? Eh. <laughs> well, I mean, the priest did from my school did go to jail for touching kids. So he, hey! killed, he killed a lot of souls. Ah, oh, there you go. Fuck <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> folks, that subscribe note. to the Patreon. <laughs> This is actually good. <laughs> what uh, what uh, social media with the with the follow Harvard uh, Podcast Harvard Podcast Studios yeah. on Instagram and uh, yeah also Martin uh, Comedy Club yeah by oh it's they uh, they they hang out in the back of my studio it's That'd a great be- it's a great uh, it's a great comedy club it's a small uh, but amazing little comedy club in in Vancouver and uh, if you're in Vancouver come to Martin and we'll uh, see why is it called Martin. Uh, middle of the night production studios. Okay, I, I mean I didn't. A, it's not my. I, would I thought have it was someone didn't know how to spell mutton. I was like, people just really like lamb. That's kind of become part of it now, just to make fun of how people make fun mutton. of the name mutton, mutton, mutton. mutton. I like mutton though. Mutton, like it's it's a unique name. Mutton. Yeah, no, for sure. I, now, now that now that I get it, yeah, now you understand it. <laughs> yeah, Before yeah. it was just like I don't know. It's just a boggle game that went wrong. I kind of thought it was a typo for a while. What did you? Th- <laughs> I'm just like they need to get that fixed. I don't know. <laughs> These people don't know how to spell mountain. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for being. This is fun. This thank is really fun. Me, I really enjoyed this. Appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening and or watching to the podcast. Please like, rate, and review. Share it with your friends. Nobody fucking uh, reviews this thing or likes it. Uh, just fucking. And if you're gonna re- like it less than five stars, go fuck yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening and uh, watching and uh, you know all that other shit. And um, you know, uh, t- uh, thank you so much, Jordan Flanagan. Thank you very much thank you, Mr. for being here. Oh, look uh, at this. Oh, uh, look, we did it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> And then to camera there. Hey! Yeah. I like this. I do like the single wide shot thing, right? From a distance. It looks good. Uh, you know what? Uh, fuck I got most out of frame. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And a frame. And uh, camera one, <laughs> camera two. That's what's wrong this uh, uh, week.